It's the Locked on Canes podcast where it's all about you. My name is Fred Purdue. I am one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague Cam Underwood on a very, very lovely Friday. What's going on, Cam? Friday is pretty much everybody's favorite day of the week, and it's mine too, because why not? So yeah, I'm good. Had a great time out last night. Went to an Art Basel event on Thursday uh, night, a Bacardi event, so appreciate uh, that invitation and early RSVP opportunity to go to that. Had a lot of fun, and now I'm here to talk some canes with you guys, so even more fun. So today, I know we teased it yesterday, we said we would be talking three things that the Miami Hurricanes should take from other teams across the country. But before we get into it, of course, you know we have to get the house cleaning out of the way. We can't have a dirty house, right? So make sure you have, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Canes. You can follow Cam on Twitter at Lock at Oh, uh-oh, I almost messed your Twitter up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, you can follow Cam on Twitter at Underwood Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. Also, as well, in addition, be sure that you like and subscribe and favorite the show on your podcast app of choice. Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Podomatic, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you want to call it. Any and all of those places, like, subscribe, rate us five stars. Appreciate it. So, we have a thing we call, um, we're going to do this thing. We have three things that uh, Miami should take from other teams across the country. And I'll kind of start this thing off where we have, for me, I look at play calling. I know, I know, I know. But play calling is an art form, and there are not a lot of people that can do it. I would take that and go with uh, from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Their play calling has been some of the most masterful play calling I have seen offensively in probably in, in a really long time. Because the greatness of their play calling has been they've switched offensive play callers, what, three or four times in the last decade. And it doesn't matter who the play caller is. They may add their little little bit of flavor, whether it's Lane Kiffin and a lot of the motion stuff. And and I and it was very hard for me to do this one because it's between it was between Alabama and Lincoln Riley, whether it was his time at East Carolina, whether it was at Oklahoma. Those that was the hardest thing in the world to do. But Alabama has done it in multiple ways, whether it's the run game, whether it's a run-heavy offense with McIlwain when he was there, whether it was uh, Lane Kiffin when he was there, whether it was Loxley when he was there, whether it was Sarkeesian for the few little time that he was there, or my personal favorite, Brian Dable, uh, former Patriot and current Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator uh, when he was there a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean – that's a good good option, you know. Whether it's uh, any of those guys, the play calling sets them up for success. And yeah, you know, obviously Miami's offense could use some of that. So I think that going and getting the play calling or the play talk calling paradigm from Alabama over the course of the last you know decade, any of those guys or that the mindset that they they <clears throat> used uh, to put the Crimson Tide in positive situations for offense, I think that that's a great choice. What say you, sir? What is what was what would be one thing that you? What is the school and what is the thing that you would take from another place? The school and the thing. Do I have to go a specific school or can I go like a general? You can give. You can go general, general area. I put a lot of thought into this one because I see it. You, yeah, I put a lot of thought into this one. I have some vendettas to 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 go after. That's fine. I will say, 
Mine's going to be general, but I'm going to go with any of the top 25 teams in America in terms of the number of plays that they run. Mm. So the top, the top 25 it ended with Clemson and North Carolina State tied at 881 offensive plays run. Miami was 106 with 782 plays, so 100 fewer plays run on offense than the top 25. That's what I would like to see. Pick up the pace, pick up the tempo, because, like we spoke about earlier this week, I think pace and space is the offensive scheme that Miami should of course with that spread. So the part of that is instead of like saying, okay, this school's offense, which I already said, if I was going to go with that, maybe I'll use that as my number two, so I won't say the name, but you guys should remember the school and the person and whatever. But if I'm not going specific to that nature, I'm going to say in general, run more plays. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, teams, there are some bad teams who ran lots of plays, but even Virginia Tech ran 100 more plays, or ran 40 more plays, excuse me. You know, like 100 more plays gets you to the top 25 in terms of plays run. Now, there's a difference between Clemson at 7.38 yards per play and uh, North Carolina State at 5.18. Sure, fine, you want to keep some efficiency with your uh, you know, numbers as well, but I just want to see more plays run. I want, it, I want Miami not to be at such a pedestrian offensive pace. Pick it up. And I've said this for even years. If, if Miami were to run two or three plays a quarter at quick tempo, that can give you between eight and 12 additional snaps a game. You know, I, so it doesn't even have to be full, you know, breakneck speed, you know, the Oregon of Chip Kelly. It can just be, you know, you get a first down and then, you know, the commentators are talking. Boom, you're on the ball. What? Huh? Okay. Next drive. Second and seven, you get, you know, eight yards. Boom, on the ball. And then, I mean, just those little itty bitty bits of just increasing the tempo, I think, can really be beneficial. Now, there is a, uh, as much as you've, you, the pluses to this up tempo, no huddle style of offense is you have more plays. The downside, there's always a negative, right? Mm-hmm. And the kryptonite to this is you're on the field and it, three and outs happen so fast that your defense has no time to breathe. And yeah. for a, and if let's just say tomorrow we have a super secret potion and this super secret potion changes everything at a snap of a finger and we get all of this. Uh, do you really want to put a young defense because it's going to be kind of it may it's not going to be young young but it'll be fairly young moderately young. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you really want to put that moderately young defense on the field even more than they were this year? I mean. If it comes to that, I think that that's a thing that I would be willing to live with because, again, Miami was still a top 25 defense pretty much across the board. A top 10, I want to say, passing defense. Yeah, they gave up some stuff, but it wasn't like this unit was terrible or anything. And, again, I'm not even saying that Miami needs to be number one and run the most plays out of anybody. I'm just saying pick it up a little bit. You know, even if you were to talk about being marginal, okay, and yes, I went to the top 100, or top 25, so 100 extra plays. Even if you're talking about coming from Miami, I had to go back and look again because I forgot the number, from 782, that means 7 in the 30s. 730s, that would put you in the low 50s to 60s in plays run. 
you're around teams like current Oregon, Iowa State, App State, Arkansas State, New Mexico, New Mexico State, in terms of plays run. That's a middle of the pack that still is more tempo. And I don't think that those additional 50 plays over the course of 12 games, that's four plays a game. You know, four more plays a game. It's not a far distance to get to where I would like to be. I'm okay with it. Uh, I've always said Miami needs to pick the pace up. Um, For a while, they did kind of, I guess, I don't want to say experiment with going a little bit more no huddle, but they got a little bit faster than what they are now. And it was a sight for sore eyes because I will be honest, uh, I hate seeing this slow ball act that they're doing. So I'd be more than happy to see, even if it was just, you just don't huddle. Everyone, we use cue cards. I love the cue cards on the side. It would, I, for me, that would be one of the things I'd be okay with is the cue cards. Uh, just so you don't force. And for me, being a former coach, having used that system, players don't have to think as much. Not calling these players dumb, but they don't have to think as much. This picture means this. This picture means that. This is a formation. This is the play. This is the blocking scheme. It's the way that football is running. It's even gotten to the NFL. And if it's gotten to the NFL, what's good for the NFL is good for the Miami Hurricanes. You're just saying. I'm with it. So those are our first um, pieces of information or scheme or engagement that we would like to take from other teams around the college football world. And for our next one, it will come up right after this. Audible has the world's largest selection of audio books and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Okay, so we have, we said that we would be, this would be three things that Miami should take and I'm going to go do, – do you want to take the lead on this one or do you want me to play Superman? I know you were Batman every now and then. I like the Superman role. I mean, you can, you can do what you feel. Oh, okay. um, but, you know, I, this, this is more your brainchild. Okay. So I'm, I'm completely okay. comfortable with you leading. Okay, so Superman gets to lead this thing. Good, 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 good. You know Superman was always Batman. Never mind. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm still Batman. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, for number two for me, I'm going down to the SEC – And there's a thing where culture, culture around the program, that includes you, the fan. You have to show up to games. You have to be entrenched in the culture. You are a part of this. You are as a part of this as the AD, the head coach, the player at the very back of the roster. You're almost like an extension of the team, or as one Texas A&M says, the 12th man. So I need the culture of the program to be on an SEC like level. The, the players are all bought in to it's all it. When I say it's all about the you, it no, we don't care about anything else when it comes down to it. It's all about the you. And I need the culture that includes recruiting. That includes sales. That includes showing up to games. That also includes, uh, 
former players coming back and giving a little bit, not just their time, but a little bit of that money. I need a little bit of that money. I need the boosters to give a little bit more of that money. If you want the program to be what you envision it to be, you have to be bought into the culture like a Florida where they can go four and eight one year and go turn around and be 12 and one the next year. How an Alabama where whether it doesn't matter if Alabama is 0 and 11 or or 13 and 0, it's it's roll tide no matter what. And I need that culture that that want to be the best no matter what. I need that at the U. I'm with it. And I think that some people have it, but it is not as pervasive as maybe you want it to be. Um, the downside, you know, and you pointed out a downside to mine, so I'm just going to say, okay, you know, of course. the downside to that is two losses in 2019 and people at Alabama are talking about what's going wrong and should we have Nick Saban on the hot seat because they're not reasonable. You know, they are, they are unreasonable in their expectations that having a top five recruiting class is going to happen literally every year. Forgetting, you know, the, you know, Dennis Francione, Mike Shula eras and things like that. Every year has got to be top five. Every year has to be zero or one loss. Um, getting in the college football playoff, da, da, da. But they, they're like at number 12 with two losses. And the sky is almost falling for them. So it's a downside to that maniacal obsession with, you know, I'd almost, I'd be willing to even take the glass half full approach with that one is they expect to win. You know, at Alabama, they don't hope to win. They expect to win. And there was a time at Miami where the, the players, the fans, everyone around the program expected that you were going to kick Florida State's, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You were going to kick Flo- uh, Florida's, you know what. So... When you get to that point, I'm okay with I understand fan stand is short for fanatic, and you get emotional sometimes. So I understand that sometimes you get a little – and if you guys want to fire Nick Saban, by all means, Alabama, please go ahead. I'll, I'll, no, no disrespect to Manny Diaz and anyone else on that staff. I'm firing Manny Diaz tomorrow. He has a letter on his desk already. It's already it's already been printed. If Nick Saban says I want to come to Miami, I'm just being honest. Okay, but I, and I'm just putting it out there. So, um, but I like that that fandom. I like the. I like I want the fans to want to give want want to hold that coach to that standard. That's the standard that Manny Diaz is talking about. He wants to hold that uh, hold uh, his players to. No, like I said, I'm with it. Uh, I understand it, and it you know it it just does have it is a double edged sword. It is the you know the mindset of greatness and nothing you know perfection and nothing less. Uh, which when I was a teacher, that was one of my favorite statements. You know because that's what we aspire to. But if you, in the end, even though you aspire to perfection and nothing less, if it is the nothing less or any, something other than perfection, one loss, two losses and outside of the playoff, even though you're not far away, they're not talking about six and six over at Alabama. They're talking about 10 and two, and that is a problem for them. That is the other side of that sword where there's a singular focus on perfection. But I get pursuing perfection to that level. Definitely, definitely. So, where where in the country, um, where in the country are you going to get mm-hmm. your number two? That's a very good question, my friend. I'm going to go. How specific can I go? 
as specific as you want to be. No problem then. Okay, so let me ask this. If pretend that I wanted to go somewhere for a player who after this season has no more eligibility, is that okay? Oh, so you want somebody in the in ooh. I just I just said who has no more eligibility. No more That's eligibility. That's all I said. Okay. Yeah, you can go you can have it. You can I have can it. have it? It's your it's your world. It's your world. Okay, it's my world. Then I am going to I am going to ooh wait no because the stats are not the stats are good but that isn't exactly one hundred percent of what I want. Hmm. Hmm. Did you talk mm. yourself off the mountain that fast? <laughs> no, because no, I'm I'm in between a couple. Like I'm okay. I'm, I'm trying you. to. I got you. You know what I mean? Okay, fine. You know, this is a a timely show, so this is a timely reference that people will get. I'm going to go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I'm going to get Joe Burrow. Ooh. To be your as the quarterback. Yes. Uh, On pace for the highest completion percentage in the history of college football at 78.3%. 4,400 yards almost, 44 touchdowns, six interceptions, 11 yards an attempt, a rating of 203, 363 yards a game on 33 attempts. That's everything that you want. And LSU still runs the ball, and LSU still has a monster defense. I spoke, what was that, Wednesday? Tuesday. Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, about Miami needing to find a guy at quarterback, yes. no matter who it was. Yes. Finding the face of the franchise, that dude. Da, da, da. Joe Burrow is that dude. And look, we all saw that opener in 2018 when he went, you know, 12 for 30 against Miami for 122 yards. You know, like, he didn't do much. But that Joe Burrow then and this Joe Burrow we're seeing this year are different guys. And I know that there's, you know, Joe Brady from the Saints came down as a passing game coordinator. Steve Ensminger, the offensive coordinator, changed some things up. Hint, hint, Manny Diaz. Hint, hint, Manny Diaz. Hint, hint, Manny Diaz. But if I'm going somewhere else, so I already went and I talked about uh, the offensive pace. Now I'm going to get the perfect quarterback this year to run a system at that pace, take advantage of the myriad skill position players and talent that Miami has on offense. Joe Burrow is your quarterback. Boom. Yeah, I I love it. I love the Joe Burrow uh, addition. Um, He's been, I mean, he's a completely different quarterback, even from his time at Ohio State, where he was, when he was behind uh, Dwayne Haskins, I'd almost be, I'm almost kind of regretful that he didn't stay at Ohio State to see what he could do at Ohio State with all the talent that he had there. Just think with Chase Young chasing receive or chasing quarterbacks with that defense, that running game, that offense. I wonder what Ohio State didn't see in him. But hey, you know, it's always one of those things. Some guys fit different in different places. So, um, it's it's just one of those things you just can't you can't always predict and it happens. So we have one last thing we have to, you know, get out there and we'll talk about that on the other side. All right, so Cam, we have our last but not least item to talk about mm-hmm. here with our three things that we would we would take from other teams and my last but not least no offense to uh, Manny Diaz, but I would definitely go to 
a, pl- a place in um, one Tempe, is it Tempe, Arizona? Tempe. A state. A state, yes, mm-hmm. Arizona State. It's something about Manny Diaz that reminds me of Al Golden, and I have this bad taste in my mouth every single time that I hear him talk, and I don't want that bad taste in his in my mouth. Go find a co. It, it could be actually it could be anywhere. It could be North Carolina. It could be Durham. It could be. Tuscaloosa, heck, it could be his old buddy in Gainesville. I don't want any Gainesville culture ever again. But if we have to do that, then we do that. Um, that is one of the. That's the one thing I need. I need the. I need my head coach to handle things like a head coach and that is not mm. looking like a fish out of water. Love you, Manny. So you want the mentality from a Herm Edwards? I I need the mentality. You play to win. Play to win the game. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. I need that head coach mentoring. I guess if that's that would be the best way to say it. He needs to connect with more head coaches and stop giving the same tired speeches. Where and now your fan base is going to turn on you. You got to know how to own the room. It's one. There was. There's a radio host I, I I listen to a lot, and he says you. One of his catch things is own the room. Come on, Manny. I'm no. I'm I'm with it. Yeah, you know. And Manny Diaz owns the. He owned at one time the room, but yeah, the statements he made became hackneyed. You know, and just repetitive and without foundation. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to get it fixed on bye weeks. You changed up the mentality and the, the schedule on bye weeks twice in the season after the first one and you lost both of those games to progressively worse teams like yeah you know and you're just it seems like a lot of talk with no substance so yeah getting that mentoring or you know coaching from another coach on how to not only just own the room but also you know incite and engender the performance that you desire from your players would be a positive addition I like it definitely love it Cam, what to put a bow on this? Three things that Miami should do uh, and take from other th- other teams. What would your last thing be? I thought about digging into all of the advanced stats. I thought about going on to the defense. I thought about all those things, but that seemed that seemed stupid to me. And I was thinking about it. It. I'm just going to go with Occam's razor, as in the easiest solution is the right solution. I'm going to go to, hmm, I'm going to go to the University of Minnesota, okay, coached by P.J. At? Fleck. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Sorry. My mic went out. Sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. I'll edit it out. So I'm going to go to the University of Minnesota, coached by P.J. Fleck, and I'm going to take their ability to convert third downs into first downs. The Minnesota Golden Gophers converted 74 out of 147 third downs this year for a percent of 50.34 for sixth best in the country. There's other teams that I could have said, I'm not gonna say the school in the state south of Michigan, even though they converted almost 60% of theirs. I could have said Air Force. Actually, no, yeah, well, Minnesota or Air Force, pick one. 
even though Air Force had almost 55% conversions on third down. One of those teams that just, regardless, figures out a way to keep the chains moving. That's going to help with my number one of running more plays. It will be helped by my number two, Joe Burrow, as our quarterback, moving forward for number three, converting a higher third down percentage. So, yeah, I mean, you can say... Minnesota, who was sixth overall, Wisconsin, who was seventh, LSU with Joe Burrow was right at 50%, and Air Force was at 40 or 54.79% conversions on third down. Come hell or high water, this offense has to be better because they were dead last in the country in converting third downs this year. So, yeah, I'm going to the top 10. I'm going to one of those schools, even if it's a far-flung location like Air Force in Colorado Springs or Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, or Minnesota, which is, you know, in Minneapolis, whichever one of those that you want to say. And look, again, that's without me even going to the big boy teams of, you know, the school in the state, South of Michigan, uh, Alabama, or Oklahoma, in, or LSU in that top 10. But one of those teams, their ability to convert third downs. Pick one, that's the one, boom, I'm done. As we kind of put a bow on this whole three things that Miami should do, to uh, should take from other teams across the country. These are some great ideas. If these things do happen, I need residual checks uh, written out to myself and Cam, and and maybe some coaching spots. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm, I wouldn't mind being. You know, you can you can send all of that over here. You know, I don't, I'm saying I, I don't want all like, the smoke of Manny Diaz, but I mean, whatever. I mean, look, you know that I'll take the smoke. And hey, I'll put it out here like this. I'm an alumni of the University of Miami. All they got to do is go to the alumni office because they got my address because trust and believe. They got my phone number because they call asking for money. They got my address because they send me when they're looking for donations. Look, they know where I'm at. So just instead of asking me for that money, put the check in there and run me my money. So as we kind of put a bow on the week, uh, this has been a very – it's, this has been a very weird week because we haven't had any games and I'm so used to breaking a team down and we'll kind of right. get there. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, bowl possibilities coming up in the in the coming week. We'll be talking a well, little Well, actually, we're going to be talking about the bowl game because by the next time that we record a bowl game, I believe that the bowls get announced on Sunday. Actually, they do the get – we do. So yeah, we'll so have, the next time that we talk, we'll have an actual we'll have bowl, bowl game, game and an actual opponent – not to break down because it's going to be a couple of weeks until we play them, but mm-hmm. to discuss at least. But we can also kind of, and I don't want to call it, you know, we'll talk about, we can kind of talk about the elements of around the team we're playing because it might be a very interesting team that has been running away from us. And I really hope we get that one team that has been running away from us. I must emphasize that again, running away from us and giving us every reason not to play them. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm talking to you, UCF. Um, but shots fired. Uh, but we'll definitely be able to talk about this whole thing. And we do we do we want to kind of are we gonna do any no. kind of anything special for bowl for this bowl week? Because it's gonna happen very it's gonna happen sooner than than we actually want it to. We're gonna do something special, but we're not gonna talk about that. So that is your tease right there. Ooh. And uh, you know y'all can think about debate what that might be and what you might want to uh, hear from us. So be sure that you you know obviously let us know. But. Yeah, we're going to get out of here, but before we do, thank you so much for listening. Be sure that you like and subscribe to our show, Locked on Canes, on your favorite podcast app. 
Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic, iTunes, or iHeartRadio, whichever one it is. Uh, be sure you like, subscribe, give us five stars because obviously, you know, we do this um, for you guys. We bring you really great content. I have a really great co-host uh, in Fred, so we would appreciate, you know, that feedback just to help us and help the show out. So like, subscribe, and rate us five stars, and we'd appreciate it. And you can also make sure you go follow us on Twitter. At Locked On Canes, you can find Cam and give him all the smoke at Underwood, Spo- uh, Underwood Sports. And you can find That's myself. Right. I don't want any of the smoke, but if you want to send it my way, I'll take it. Uh, at Fred Purdue CFB. That's P-E-R-D-U-E. We are out on a Friday. You guys enjoy. Stay safe on the weekend. And we'll be back with you on Monday to talk more Canes. It is all about the U. And we are out. <laughs>